Hello, this is Tom Kenny, voice actor. Uh, the voice of the Ice King on Adventure Time. And SpongeBob SquarePants. Ah, oh, Gary the Snail, too. Hey, guess what you're filling your eye holes and ear holes with? The Dorkening! Oh, I love the Dorkening. Very popular in Ooh. And Bikini Bottom. Hey guys, welcome to episode three of A Dork Physique. My name is James. I'm Jen. So, uh, last two episodes we had, we did a little bit of why we're getting into this. The last one we did was about input-output, very basic stuff we want to know, especially about calories and such. But before we really get into the meat of meat and potatoes of this episode, <laughs> we again want to give a shout-out to our sponsor, Deadly Grounds Coffee. Uh, they are very nice to sponsor our wonderful show as well as the dorkening podcast network um yeah deadly grounds coffee it's coffee to die for they have zombies it's pretty interesting uh what are the horror coffees best way to kind of call them a horror coffee yeah. i mean it's after fourth of july we can start talking about halloween right and start decorating uh sure so if that's the case then definitely check it out deadly grounds coffee is definitely where you want to start off um again we said it last time witches brew um Death by Chocolate and uh, Curse of the Blarney are still going strong in our household. Uh, check them out, DeadlyGroundsCoffee.com, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, see you there at conventions, but you can order online. Definitely check them out. So with that in mind, I think we kind of got a little bit of the science out of the way last week. Yeah. So I think the biggest hurdle in anybody's, including our own journey, was... Just getting started. Day zero. Yeah. Day zero. Not zombie apocalypse. Day zero. Not that. <laughs> get your coffee. Yeah. That's your coffee. If not, go check out Wicked Horror Show every Tuesday <laughs> on the dorkening. They're all zombies and horrors. We're here about physical stuff. So what What was your day one like? Day zero. Day zero. Um, I definitely, I feel like I woke up and I was like, I'm going to do this. And you kind of hit the ground running. Um, I think most people do that. I think most people kind of wake up day one and they're like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Um, I woke up day one not knowing exactly what it was I was going to do. Um, when the picture that is on our Instagram um, as well as on our Facebook was taken, that picture, when I tell you the next day I changed my eating habits, the next day I changed my eating habits. So I didn't have a clear plan. I didn't have a clear idea. Now I have clearly, like I have talked about um, before, yo-yoed my weight. So I've lost weight before. I knew how I knew the nuts and bolts of what to do in terms of that. Um, so my day one was just having that really good mindset. And then... I, the first thing I did was actually I got rid of all junk food in my house. I just cleared it out. I was like, we're all set. We're all good. And I threw it away. Threw it away. And you'd be like, well, you know, you're throwing money away and there's people who don't have food and all this. Well, you know what? I kept eating the way I was going to eat. I was going to kill myself. So I'm okay with having lost that food. It really did not fiscally hurt me in any kind of way. So that was kind of my day one was actually just kind of getting my bearings and figuring out wh what I was going to do. But I clearly, clearly remember not having a cupcake because it was like for like leftover for my birthday. I cleared those out. 
and it was like a vanilla one like I could see it it's so weird and just being like no I'm not I'm not doing it and I removed all junk food and all sugar from my diet that day and how tough was that it's tough um sugar's addictive like that's that's the bottom line that has nothing to do with you as an individual or your willpower or anything else sugar is addictive it's been proven you fact check me all you want it's proven um so because of that it's hard the one thing i did not struggle with um simply because i just never have been big on it was fast food I'm not a fast food person. I never really was. So I didn't have that removal. It was already kind of removed from my diet. So sugars, um, carbohydrates I shouldn't be eating, overeating, things like that, recognizing what I was overeating and just kind of relearning my body. But that comes over time. Yep, definitely. I mean, I know for me it was just getting the mindset of what to eat and what not to eat and just being kind of, you know, getting in that mindset of being like eating smarter, just kind of taking a look what you're eating. You know, I didn't go to the extremes that you did. I didn't clean out my junk food. I didn't do all that stuff. It was more being like, do I really want this? You know, and it literally was me because fast food was in my diet. I was very much Wendy's and McDonald's. You know, that was lunch because it was quick and easy. It was right there. Um, so that the first step for me was... I'm not going to eat that. I'm going to stop there. I'm going to stop going to Dunkin' Donuts for a donut right. or a bagel. Bagel. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, those type of places to get that instant food. I'm going to be more selective of where I eat and what I eat. So, I mean, it really just kind of started going to, like, where you were eating and what you were eating and just kind of going from there and kind of seeing, you know, those trends that you were going through and filtering out everything that needs to be filtered out. Right. So, I mean, I think, you know, day one is very important. You got to get that mindset right. You really got to do that. But I think the next thing is you got to lay out the routine. I know it's day one and your routine is over time. What is the, um, what's the, the fact about routines and habits and stuff like oh, that? Oh, it's 21 days to create a new habit. So, so you got three weeks and then you're going to, if you, if you do something consistently three weeks you've pretty much are going to keep doing it so you want to keep within that routine for three weeks and it just comes natural a day one is again is that is that putting that right foot forward and getting off on the right foot and doing certain things to make sure your routine is in place right like, oh 100 percent. so 100 percent. so i mean what what are some concerns that you've gotten from friends that you know have seen your transformation, seen what you've done, some concerns that you have to like put them at ease or kind of be like, hey, this is this isn't as daunting as it looks like. Um well a couple of things. One is I try to remind them that what I do current day isn't what I did day one. Because I'm like, I don't even know what day I'm in anymore. Um, but so I've evolved so much and then I remind them that, you know, you do want to set certain things in place. You do want to really monitor what you're eating really, really early on because you haven't created those habits yet. So the whole thing kind of comes down to like treat meals, cheat meals, whatever you want to call them. We really don't do those. Um, we eat to the point that we can factor everything into our diet so treat meal, cheat meals, explain that. 
So a cheat meal, or some people will call them a treat meal, so those terms are, you can just swap them right out, is you would eat something off of your diet. So you can say a treat meal is, I'm going to have a slice of pizza. Or a treat meal would be, I'm going to have a bagel. Or something that is really out of your um, zone of what you eat regularly, but you can consume it. You don't want to remove all foods. I've removed all sugars for the most part um, out of my diet. Sugars, obviously, you'll still find them in fruit and things like that. So that's why I say that like that. Because, again, sugars are very addictive, so I'm, I fare better with them out. So my treat meal will never be a donut. It's just not going to happen. I'm cold turkey, that bad boy. It's not worth it. Um, <laughs> but, again, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll eat those things. If you're in week one, you haven't designed a routine enough to allow yourself be like, I did really good for four days. So I'm going to go, I'm going to eat Doritos. Like that's not how any of this works. Yes, you can do it. And yes, I'm very happy you did four days and sustained, you know, your new lifestyle that long. But are you really committed to it at that point? If in four days you feel like you should be treating yourself. I mean, I feel like if that is the case and you want to give yourself a treat meal or a cheat meal, yes, you can do that. But you have to put it in context of what you're eating and what you're doing. You're right. I worked out for four days. I ate really healthy. I ate chicken and broccoli every day. I did all this stuff that's supposed to be very, very healthy. So, you know, that means I want to go out with Mexican food and get all the tacos because it's Taco Tuesday. (laughs) Like that's, that's not how that reward is because you're automatically in your mindset giving up on whatever routine you've already established. If you want to do treat meals, in my opinion, do any of those cheat stuff, you do them after you get a set routine down. So if you want to use the, the, uh, what we said before, 21 21 days, days, then set yourself after 21 days. I'm going to see what I look like. I'm going to see how I feel. I'm going to see how my appetite has changed or if I'm even craving that stuff anymore because you can definitely, you could be like, yeah, on day 22, I'm going to go back to mom and pop, Joe Smith pizza shop, and I'm going to get a meat lover's pizza because I deserve it, and I've kicked ass for 21 days, mm-hmm. and I've established myself. You might get there and be like, you know what? That actually, uh, that white sauce mozzarella pizza with pesto looks even a lot better, or that broccoli pizza looks fantastic. Because I'll tell you what, we did that. We did that, yep. We We were sitting there like, you know what? We're craving like pizza. And this is months into our, our routine. Like mm-hmm. this is something we just looked at each other being like, we got a pizza and we were like, that broccoli pizza looks fantastic. Let's try that one. And it was good. I think it, it lasted like a week in the apartment because we had like a slice of time. But again, that was factored into our diet as well. That factored into our calories for the day. So you had to be mindful. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like, oh, screw it. All the calories out the window. I'm just doing whatever I want. I'm going to eat my 22,000 calories, 2,200 calories I used to have. No, it was, okay, I'm still at my calorie goal I want a day. I'm just going to incorporate into that meal and see how it is. We have conversations about it constantly right. being like, I want this is a running gag with me and Jen is I've really been craving a bagel for like, a month now it seems like and i've told him to have the bagel several times and i'm not like, being cruel like withholding bagel <laughs> privileges from james like don't worry he's not holding a sign saying please feed me a bagel but it's one of those things i think every single couple times you're like after i did the 5k um, oh that would have been perfect after the fourth of july you're like have a bagel that day or have the day after you she was going to bring me a bagel to work and every time i kind of like nah, i'm all set so it shows that these cheap meals these cheap cravings it's just your bad habits coming back They'll creep up on you. They're going to creep up. You're going to have a bad day. You're going to have a crappy day at work. You're going to be 
you might have a, a fight with a loved one or your pet or you have a crappy day at work. Those are the times you want to make sure you're sticking to those routines. And those are the routines that you set day one. You set those expectations day one. You set the goals right. day one. Something I think is super, super important. And when you are craving something or you want to eat something, again, very early on, so you haven't established your correct eating habits yet. Um, and especially if you're under stress and that's when you want to eat something, um, that's not you being lazy and that's not something that I don't think anyone should fault themselves for, for having those kind of cravings on a stressful moment. Um, the nuts and bolts of it is if you eat something you truly enjoy and you are enjoying that thing, your brain releases dopamine and you do feel better. It is a chemical response. So your brain is a jerk. So it knows it could make itself feel better by eating certain foods. So you're really battling something your brain is telling you to do because it knows it's going to release these chemicals to make you feel better. However, the flip side of that, you can release the endorphins and the dopamine through exercise. Also, and also, you know, getting good food. Yep. You you can go to a fancy restaurant and eat a fancy dinner and it's going to release the same type of dopamine and mm-hmm. those feel-good chemicals than eating down and having a nice meal with your friends. Absolutely. And, you know, it's just the the way – brain chemistry is one of those weird things that we'll never understand, I even think. Fully. Fully. Yeah. So, I mean, what was it? The comedian said, your brain hates you yep. to a point that, you know, it will starve you for the, the natural release that it wants to make you feel better. And it could just do it by itself. It doesn't need, like, <laughs> a carrot or a stick to do it. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you're going to have those days. And you're going to get them early. You're going to get those yes. cravings very early because you're going to start weaning your body off of things that it's used to having. Right. And you don't have a fallback yet on what you're going to do when that happens. So I have fallbacks. I have plenty of fallbacks for when I have a craving or a sugar craving or something like that. I have tons of them um, because I've established the foods that I like. I've hunted down foods that I like. I eat some crazy kind of stuff that like James won't touch. He thinks some of the stuff I eat is kind of gross sometimes. Yeah. But I enjoy it. So it makes me happy. You don't like fruit. Like, let's just be honest here. Like, I love fruit and I I will eat a pounds of grapes till I turn into a grape. And Jen's like, I'm all set with that. I'm going to go have cauliflower rice and broccoli and, <laughs> and, sweet and sweet potatoes. And that's fine. That's, again, it's in the constraints of what you're eating. It's not we're going overboard with them because I don't because I'm very mindful of that. But it's the routine that I set and the expectations I set day one in this journey. And there is no ending. The right. second you put, and, and we've talked about this before, the second you stop the second you cheat yourself the second you it's okay to do this and you put rationale behind it to change what you're doing you're done absolutely you're done so but i did bring i wanted to bring up the big thing was goals yes because i think it's very important that on day one that you set goals for yourself absolutely so we set i set a goal when we did this that i'm getting married I weigh 200 pounds. My fiance is losing weight like an ice cube in July. <laughs> um, 
I kind of want to do that. I want to eat better. I want to feel better. I don't want to feel this crappy. So I said, you know what? I'm going to lose X amount of weight by the wedding, by the tux fitting. And I've already hit that goal. But after I hit that goal, I altered the goal. I was like, oh, Absolutely. I want to do better. I want to do better. So, I mean, with goals, I mean, what are, you know, wh- what is, in your opinion, the best way to set a goal? I think it has to be very, it has to be a reachable goal. So you can't have a goal where you're like, I'm going to lose a hundred pounds in four weeks. Like, no, you're not. You're not. It's never going to happen for you. You will die. You'll die. You're dead. But also you're going to get really bummed out when you see you aren't reaching that goal. And that's just going to be like, well, what, what the hell is the point of me doing this? I'm not seeing the results I want to see. So you want them to be reachable. You have to think of that. And then I would definitely think you need something reachable. You want something that is long-term because this is not going to happen overnight. So you might as well do a long-term and then set many goals along the way if you need to. And then it has to be reasonable. Like it, again, you, you, it has to be within your reach. You have to be able to do it. So, and then it has to be measurable. So there has to still be a level of accountability when you do it. So measurable can be, you know, taking measurements of yourself. It could be just standing on the scale. It could be your cholesterol levels. Like we're, it doesn't necessarily have to be a physical visual change. It could be an internal change as well. So you definitely want to have that um, goal for you. So you're saying they should be specific, measurable, accountable, yep. um, reach, realistic or reachable, mm-hmm. and time-based. That sounds like an acronym that can be used to help people. Yes, that's the SMART acronym. So it's having a SMART goal. So a SMART goal is specific, measurable, um, achievable, realistic, and time-based. So if you can kind of put that and figure out what your goals are, do that. And do you know what the best way to do that is? Hmm. Pen to paper. True. Write down, why am I? Why do I want to lose this weight? Why do I want to get healthy? Mm-hmm. And set those experts. Again, it's, we're, we're, we're repeating ourselves. Expectations, realistic yep. stuff. You set goals that are realistic. And for, like Jen said, they're measurable. Every time I go to the gym, I wake up in the morning, I weigh myself. And I document it. These workout apps, these calorie apps have weight scale apps in it. Half the scales now link to the smart apps so on true. like, you don't even, you weigh on the scale, it's going to automatically ping it to your phone and it's going to track it. I know with Apple, they have the health app and stuff like that. I use two separate weigh apps. I use my right. fitness pal and I use the happy scale <laughs> and the little, I kind of little smile on the scale, but it just, it just gives gives me information gives me that feedback that i want to see what i'm doing it's in a visual representation of what i'm doing if you want to write it down on a calendar a cute puppy corgi calendar go for it if you want to draw it down in the journal and what you did that day these are all things that are simple that will help you write you maintain these goals 100 percent. and your goals are allowed to change along the way you're allowed to add goals in between you are allowed to change the basis of it and it was a very profound moment for me I was at the gym one day and this guy was there he sees me work out all the time and he was just like you're always here and you do so good and so on and so forth and he asked me he's like I told him I explained him I lost all this weight and this is what I'm doing 
And he goes, so you've lost 110 pounds. I said, yeah. And he goes, so what's your goal now? And it was very profound because I hadn't thought of it. So what is my goal? I've, am I at my goal weight? Meh, I don't really know what my goal weight is. And I'm not trying to be like, you know, um, withholding anything. I, this is the thinnest I've ever been in my adult life. So I don't know if I want to be thinner. I don't, I, you know, want to tone up some things here and there, but I don't have a big goal. But I have smaller little goals along the way. And um, one of them is somehow James convinced me to run yes, in I the did. mud. This is a thing. People do this for fun. Yeah. I'm so confused. Um, and I am, if you know me personally, I'm not a runner. The only time I'm running is like if I'm being chased by a bear. Because like, yeah, those nails probably won't survive. No, my nails will break. Like I am... I am not running. It is not happening. So this is a huge thing for me to do and be like, okay, in September, I have to do this run. There's obstacles along the way. I, I don't know. I'm just showing up. But because I know that's coming, I have to set goals. Guess what? I now have to hop on the treadmill. I got to get my lungs ready. I have to do these things. So my goal for this run is basically to not die. Like as silly as it sounds. I'm not coming in first place because that's not reasonable or achievable. But you know what is? I'm gonna finish it. Yeah, that's it. And that's that's my goal. goal. I could walk. I could walk through last place, but the goal is I'm going to complete. I'm going to complete it. I'm do going it. And to have do fun. It. Do all the obstacles right. and enjoy it. I mean, that's what. And you're right. And that's exactly like I, like I said before. I had a goal to be at my navy weight before the wedding. I achieved that a lot sooner than I thought I was. I think when we were traveling earlier this year and we were at the gym yeah. on vacation. So again, vacation shouldn't be an excuse right. for you not to keep your routine. Um, I looked at Jen being like, I'm way farther along than I thought I was going to be. And again, it was those simple things I did. But like when she said mini goals, I ran that 5K and my, my own goal was I wanted to do good. I want to do better than I did. I wanted to run the entire time. Right. Massachusetts, July 3rd, it was 97 degrees was when that race started, nasty. I think. Nasty, yeah. And I stopped maybe for, not even for two minutes while I had, because I literally just ran out of oxygen. Like, yep. I ran as fast as I could, as long as I could at a steady pace, but just the heat and stuff got to me. But I still had a personal best race, and it oh, was... absolutely. Awesome. But again, that wasn't the reason I wanted to lose weight. That's not the reason I wanted to get healthy. Jen said, is like, you can set many goals, but you want to make sure they're not going to, you know, not going to derail your main goal. Mm-hmm. Because some people will do that. It's like, for me, you know, you know, I might in the near future want to start doing some more, you know, 5K fun runs and stuff like that in the area that we live in just because I don't know. And so they could be challenging because I don't know. These are all new races for me. Right. But at the same time, doing stuff with Jen, like helping her out and kind of, look, I can't wait to help her do this mud run. Yay. It's going to be fine. It'll be fine. Um, People a lot less in shape than us does it, so. I'm going to (laughs) die in the mud. No, you'll be fine. It's good for your skin. It exfoliates. SOS. Um, But, you know, but one of the things that, you know, day one in week one that comes through, you know, after you put the pen to paper, after you kind of get this stuff done, you can do what Jen did. You can clean out your cabinets. You can do this. But I think one of the big things is, um, 
the diet, the, we go, we'll go back to the food again. Yeah. Is, like I said, I cut out fast food. I started bringing my lunch to my lunch to work. Like that was the big thing. Because Jen can, can, can attest, how many times talking at lunch? I'm at Moe's, I'm at Wendy's, I'm at Burger King. Yeah. I went to Price Chopper and got a microwavable meal. Like, cut that stuff out. You're going to, right off the bat, hey, you're, hey, you're going to save money. Like, let's just get that. You are going to save. You are going to save money. Um, So, I mean, but, you know, we have some basic tips for that. Oh, yeah. Like, the first one is just cut out all your sugar. Just be done with it. Um, It's not serving you any kind of nutritional value. There's nothing in it that you need. Um, And you'll find, and this is going to sound bananas, one of the first things when I reflect back on how I felt uh, 260 pounds to current day is by removing sugars, removing certain processed foods and things like that, forget the physical appearance. My brain works better. Like, I'm more alert than I've ever been. So I can have a conversation with somebody at 6 in the morning, and I can have that same conversation with them at 10 o'clock at night, and they're receiving the best of me. I'm Let's not be honest. And you're up at 6 o'clock in the morning, anyway. but 10 o'clock, that's, <laughs> that's a lie. Like, let's just be honest. I'm, a, I'm an early riser, but I always have been. I can't even contribute that to the diet. It is just I'm an early bird. But, but, but for, the, but but for mm-hmm. some people, and I'll do the sugar, is, yeah, cut out sugar. But, again, we went back to the conversation last week about coffee. If right. you are a coffee drinker, switching to a, a sweetener mm-hmm. is a step in the right direction. It is. Like, I went from four packs of sugar in my coffee to two Splenda. That's all it is. Yep. And you see me with some unsweetened iced teas i'll have a pack of splendid just to sweeten it up a little bit but again it's one of those things that that right there is just means it's for flavor for me for that for the coffee like it's not as bitter like i can drink black coffee if i have to right but that's like a little bit of flavor in it regardless but there are alternatives to that but again you're still getting rid of the sugar you're still getting rid of you know you go to dunkin donuts and get an extra 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 cream extra sugar that's four to six packets of sugar they're putting in your coffee if you're going to extra extra yeah that's a lot of sugar that's you have went over your daily allowance for sugar in yep. one cup of coffee so again that is like i said get rid of sugar yeah you can get rid of sugar you can also you can replace it with augment it with yeah. splenda sweet and low equal yeah. and that stuff and i use a lot of stuff for baking um use, stevia things like yeah. that so there's plenty of alternatives so don't use that as an excuse either you just have to modify a bunch of your stuff. The big thing, and I think this is where I think people get misinformation a lot, fat-free. Your body needs fat. Yes. At the end of the day, you are a carnivore at heart. Your body needs fat. It needs protein. You can get that in vegetables and other forms, but when you see stuff that says fat-free, you need fat. You need fat in your life. It just, again, goes to moderation. You, we're not telling you to guzzle down like 18 strips of bacon, even though in the, in the dieting, I found out two strips of bacon is 80 calories. Just saying it is somewhat a little bit, not as bad as I thought it was until you look at your sodium and cholesterol. Um, but fat is good. Like don't just cut out all fat and be like, no, I'm buying all fruit, fat free stuff because that's what's healthy. No. Because a lot of times they're, they're putting other stuff in there to supplement it, and sometimes it can be worse. 
Absolutely. And we're going to get into um, later on different diets and things like that. And obviously you have your keto diet and they are all fat. It's all fat based. It's yep. a completely fat based diet. I am obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with that diet and not because of its weight loss properties for other reasons. So that's something we will touch on because just because we do it our way doesn't mean it's going to work for exactly. everybody. I, I couldn't do um, a keto diet just because I couldn't. I don't like those kind of foods. Like it's that the nuts and bolts of it is I would actually be miserable because I don't like those foods. That simple. Uh, and I'm th- in, 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 like I said, if you're looking at food and you're looking at it between sugar free and fat free, sugar free is the always, I will recommend you go sugar free over fat free because I'm going for the same reason. You get cut rid of sugar is going to help you a lot more. There have been scientific studies that state that sugar is worse for you than fat. Right. And that is one of the leading causes of obesity. I'm not making that up. Google the hell out of it because everything you read on the internet is true. You know, there are plenty of doctors who always ask what's your sugar intake and all that stuff. So, again, if you have a choice between fat-free and sugar-free, I will always push you towards sugar-free. Absolutely. And we'll obviously get into my one of my favorite topics later on is um, healthy foods that are unhealthy. So just because it's like, oh, my God, it's fat-free, that means it's It's in the organic section. It's in organic. This is so good for me. Um, It could be complete garbage. So you really, really have to learn how to read labels, read what's going to save you. And I would start doing it. You don't have to follow it to a T. But when you are picking up something, read what's the ingredients in them. Your top four are always the most telling. You want to be able to read them. And it's so, I know people say it all the time, but like if you can't read this stuff, if you don't know what it is, you probably shouldn't be putting it into your body. And, you know, the ingredients are based on percentage in there. So your first three, four, five ingredients are the highest quantity in there. Yeah. So, you know, you could see one of the last ones, high fructose corn syrup. That's okay, if it's that, if it's the first word, you walk away from it. But like I said, I think people have in their minds that they see a lot of those words up front or anywhere in those ingredients, and it's automatically bad for you. It's all about moderation and making sure you're understanding what you're reading. Exactly. The one thing I will say um, that is very bad for you, it has been proven, stay away from these things, is trans fat. Your body does not know how to process that at all. I mean, you want your body, you feed it, your body's like, oh, what do I do with it? What do I do with this? It has no way of processing a trans fat. It cannot do it. That was why there's a big removal of trans fats from food. So there are still um, certain, I can't remember if they have or they were going to label trans fat as a carcinogen. I'd have to look that one up. But I know that that's bad. And what a carcinogen is, it's going to kill you. Like that's the nuts and bolts of it. Now, there are things that are labeled carcinogens all the time that we have to deal with that it's labeled that, but we deal with it. Um, actually, just slightly off topic, but I think it's fascinating, is that the sun is labeled a carcinogen because of sunburning, skin cancer, things like that. So obviously you can't avoid them all, but again, trans fat, if you see it has a percent of trans fat on that label, just put it down. Like, don't even touch that stuff. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, other stuff you want to main fun, make, make uh, you know, make sure you're doing, and this helped me a lot, and this is the big thing that I did. I cut out alcohol. Yeah. I cut out beer 98, 99% of, I don't, I don't. Yeah. You're, you're really good about it. I I mean, I've had a beer here and I've had a beer there, but it's not every day I do it. It's not, I come home and have a a beer. When we first met, it was, we go out and I would have one or two beers and I would, or, and you would have a glass of wine or we have Mm -hmm. a glass of wine at dinner. Beer is just empty 
calories. You're drinking your calories. And you say, oh, Michelob Ultra is like 95 calories and Bud Light is water that somewhat tastes like beer. And <laughs> same thing with Coors. And, but then you get in the fancy beer. Like, if you want to drink, drink. And again, and I think this will be my big thing. I will stress until I'm blue in the face. It's all about moderation. I saw weight fall off me when I cut out alcohol 100%. And I didn't drink, I didn't drink for like the whole month of just February. Yeah. And then we went out to dinner and we had some drinks that night. And then I cut out. You yeah. Beer. I had spirits. I I was thinking I was telling you that I had seltzer and yeah something like I augmented some of my alcohol because sometimes spirits are a little less calorie based because it's a lot of times it's just mm-hmm. alcohol. It depends on the the alcohol. But yeah. For the most part, like vodka has like no calories. It's, yeah, it's it's also carb free. Yeah, it's crazy. So, but drink, like, drink all your vodka. But like, I, I can use my brother who run who run, who runs marathons. When he right before he runs his marathon, he cuts out alcohol for like sixty days. Yeah, and he says he goes he loses so much weight, and I'll use so much weight, and I'm putting air quotes up there, just because it's just you're not he's not drinking his calories, he's not doing this stuff. So if that's a good little thing, you know, and everybody makes a joke, well, I'm gonna stop drinking after the holidays, after St. Patrick's Day. After Memorial Day. Like, I always joke around with my friend Marianne being like, we want to stop drinking. And it's always like, well, after a holiday, what holiday are you going to stop drinking after? Like, you know. Right. I, I can find a reason to drink in September. Like, it's the beach. I'm going to be at the beach. I want to have the same atom in my hand. Labor Day. Labor, Labor Day. Like, <laughs> Halloween, Thanksgiving, the holidays. Like, that's right. just food and drinks for three weeks. Like... Arbor Day. Arbor. <laughs> I mean, we've got Bastille Day coming up. I know. So, we, there's like, tons of them. So. Um, for me, I definitely felt like I realized super early on that I like to eat food. I like to eat food. Um, I, I'm that fat kid at heart, but it doesn't have to be sugars. It's just food. So I like chewing. I like tasting. I like the feeling of swallowing the food. I don't know what it is, but I like food. I could give two hoots about what I drink. I am not, I, you can, I can drink water all day and it's never a problem for me because I don't care. Like the sodas don't do it for me. Every now and then, if I just need a taste of something, I'll get like an unsweetened iced tea, but that's usually if I'm going out and it's just cause it's accessible, but that's maybe three times a month at best, if even, but I drink nothing but water day in and day out and it's water and we said this before a lot of times when your body is hungry it is thirsty because it has no other way to tell you that it's thirsty other than a dry mouth but you can just in your mouth get dry because your body will make saliva right i and water's actually an appetite suppressant too Mm -hmm. you drink water your body's like i'm fulfilled because your body can last a month without food but it only can last three days without water so um, we've talked a lot about input. What about, what about, uh, output? You're in your first, you're in your day one, week one. I've, I've kind of changed my diet. What about exercise? Exercise is super important. It's definitely important. It's very vital for you. Um, that being said, you're, you kind of got to start small if you're not exercising, you know, right away. When I started my journey day one week one I went I joined the gym it's probably planet fitness um nothing fancy 
And all I did was walk on the treadmill. That was it. Like, the nuts and bolts, I walked on the treadmill for 30 minutes, and I was good. And I did that until I could move a little quicker, until I could do machines, until I felt a little bit more confident in my ability, and that weight started to come off. When you're carrying around a 110 pounds, like, think about how profound that is. Like, go to the gym and try to grab a weight that is 100 pounds, and it is not easy. You, I was carrying that. So that act of just walking for 30 minutes on that treadmill was hard. Where now I'm like, eh, whatever. Not that I'm running on the treadmill, don't get me wrong. That's not happening. But um, it's so much easier for me to do certain things because I'm not carrying that weight. So it really depends on where you're at, what your activity level already is. Small steps equal big progress you don't have to hit the ground and run right away you shouldn't ever expect that you're going to be able to do what you're able to be happy and satisfied with what you're doing do a little more the next day do a little more the next week just start making those small adjustments it's it's fantastic and i think some people feel like they need to go to the gym right away the day one is a gym membership no no you don't if you like i said if you want to get your diet under control first, that is going to be more important in the long term than going to the gym right away. If you want to focus your energy on one thing first, you want to focus it on your diet. Because you, the way that weight loss has worked, 75% is based on your nutrition. If you put the right fuel in the car, the car will run. If you put the right, you're eating the right foods, you're doing the right things. Your body will respond very quickly to that. And then when you feel good, you can add the exercise in it. It's going to respond even better. Absolutely. Because if you just go to the gym and you maintain your diet of crap, you're not really doing much. You're literally putting a finger in the dam. That's the best way I can put it in because that's what I was doing. I was going to the gym, fine, but I was eating like crap. So, yeah, I'm burning 200 calories, 250 calories walking and running on the treadmill. But then I'm going to McDonald's and getting a quarter pounder that's 450 calories. What did I just do? I did nothing. You, you're at best, you'll be able to sustain the weight you're at. And that's what and I was doing. Best. And, yeah. you know, so like she said, yeah, go to Plant Fitness, $10. Great. Please sponsor us. Um, <laughs> but, you know, go there. I, I think we, I've said a couple times, the gym is when no one's in the gym, try a machine out. Because I think people get a little bit intimidated at the gym because you see all these people running super fast on the treadmill, doing the cycling class, doing the kickboxing, doing the machines. Again, put horse blinders on, do what you can do and do as long as you want to do and you feel comfortable doing. So here's the thing with that and just to slightly touch on just sort of the idea of gym and being intimidated by other people. They all had their day one. Yep. That's it. Bottom line, they were all there day one, regardless of if they walked in fit because they were already, you know, an athlete, whatever. They, everybody has their day one. Nobody is born super muscular, super toned, super this. Like nobody's born like Hercules. They had to put work into that body, into their vessel. So you shouldn't be ashamed of the fact that you're there and these people look so great and they're doing so wonderful. They train their bodies and they condition them to do them, which means they had to start somewhere. So I never have a problem. And also, you don't know what that person looked like before. So when I walk into the gym, I look, I'm a small person and I'm toning up and I'm doing these things. But right off the rip, someone might be like, why is she here? 
Yep. Well, because I weighed 110 pounds two years ago. Yeah, and the same same thing like when I walk in. Yeah, I don't really feel. I mean, I don't. I, I haven't done the transformation that Jen has. Trust me, eventually there will be photos up of me. I can't find fat photos of me because I just wore big clothes. So it's one of those weird things of me finding a picture of me like <laughs> bare. Someone has one somewhere. Somewhere has. I mean, I could probably fly a old flight suit picture. Probably. But like, you know, compared to now and, you know, they're looking at me and I do my own thing. I don't really kind of try to copy anybody. I mean. Everybody's there for themselves. That's kind of the cool thing about the gym. Everyone is there strictly for themselves and for their bodies. Yep. No one cares what you're doing. Like, you have to be doing some really bonkers stuff to get someone's attention. Like, really bananas crazy. I've seen it. I They get my attention. I'm like, you're bonkers. But really crazy stuff. Because I look at other people, and I look at people who are smaller than me. I look at people who are larger than me, and, like... Their inspiration, like they come, they do these things. So don't treat it like, oh my God, these people are going to look at me. They're going to stare at me. They're going to see this. They're not. Trust me, they're not. And if you're thinking that and that's what's holding you back, guess what, honey? You're using it as an excuse to not go. And those, in the, in those days, those days when, you know, you don't feel like going or you think it's an excuse, those are the days you got to look yourself in the mirror and write down and look at that piece of paper being like, I'm not, I'm never do step one of these goals. It's a tough psychological hurdle to get over some most people. And we're not saying it's going to be easy. It's not. We're not saying that day one comes and you're ready to do this, that you're not going to run into obstacles. We're please don't. You're, you're going to. You're going to. And, and you're going to mess up and you're going to fail. It's going to happen, but you can recover from that. One of the best things that I, the two things I always, I always keep in the back of my head is, um, Thomas Edison, I think said about, you know, he failed 2000 times to make, you know, failed 2000 times to make a light bulb. And he was like, no, I just found 2000 ways not to make a light bulb. Like, you know, right. that's one. But then also Conan O'Brien said of the best, uh, in his Harvard commencement speech. And I always go back and listen to it was don't be afraid to fail. You will fail. And he uses experiences that he was a writer on SNL, quit that job to go to the Simpsons, lead writer on the Simpsons quit that and did something like he was he failed at some stuff but it didn't stop him from doing what he wanted to do so you are going to run into those issues it might be day one when you're trying to write down a goal and you can't think of a goal or it might be you get to the gym and you're looking at everybody and you're very overwhelmed it's okay like jen said everybody had a day one and you're always going to run into these issues we have these issues we look at each other and being like I don't think I can do it this day. I don't think I can eat this. I don't, I, I want to do this. And you were going to do that. For me, because my weight will go up and goes down and do these things like that's, I how many day ones have I had? What made this journey so different than the others was, um, I was determined to just educate myself on this and do it less about being um a physical look or an aesthetic property but it becoming more scientific and really getting into the nuts and bolts of why nothing was working before and now this is working and that's why actually doing this podcast is so important for me because it took so much trial and error for years that if i would know what i know now two years ago two years ago four years ago 10 years ago after I had my first son and I, my weight was huge 
still wasn't the heaviest I was, but I was a big girl. I didn't have the tools I have now because I researched and wanted it so badly that I said, if I have the knowledge behind it, I can do this. And all we want to do, again, like we say in every podcast, we are not doctors. We are not nutritionists. We are not fitness experts. We are just two people talking about our experiences, sharing our knowledge, sharing our stories, successes and failures, just to make sure and just passing this along to the next person who wants it. Because I bet you anybody who's listened to the sound of our voice had these still same exact thoughts on day one that we're discussing. And it's okay. So with that in mind, we are going to wrap it up for today. Little bit of a downer, but not too bad. I hope we didn't, you know, bum out your day too much. But remember, you are going to fail. You're going to fail, but remember, you're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. And you're going to come out so much better from it. Don't, if you fail one day, that doesn't give you the right to go belly up and be like, take me, I'm done. No, that means you go back at it better the next day. Why do we fall down? To get back up. To learn how to pick ourselves up. Batman begins. Go watch it. (laughs) I'm Batman. But anyway, uh, where can they find us? Um, I think we're still on Instagram. No. <laughs> I think we are. I don't know. I see a lot of food on Instagram. Yes. Cute comics that we're going to hopefully put out. But Jen has been very good. She's been handling our social media. Uh, I've been the spell checker. I don't know how I got that job. I <laughs> suck at spelling. Um, but we try to post once or, two, once or twice a day. Yep. Just, you know, what we're doing, you know. Thoughts, Thoughts, things that relate to the podcast. So yeah. definitely you can check us out on Instagram at Adork Physique, as well as our Facebook, which is Adork Physique. Go figure. Um, and yeah, definitely, you know, like us, questions, comments. Um, you can always shoot us an email. Yeah, at, at adorkphysique at gmail.com. Adorkphysique at gmail.com. We want to hear from you guys. Um, you know, we're very new into the, the podcast. Like I said, it is only episode three. Um, but we've already got some good reactions from our Instagram and our Facebook. So, um, no matter where you jump into this, if this is your first episode or your third episode or your second episode, um, Stanley said it the best. You always want to, this will always be someone's first episode, just like it's always somebody's first day. So with that in mind, stay healthy guys out there. Enjoy yourself. Uh, check out the Dorkening Podcast Network for shows, including the Wicked Horror Show, the Dorkening, and the Ultimate Video Game Show. Woo! There we go. Uh, at the Dorkening on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. With that in mind, guys, have a wonderful day.